find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. This is Macy. This is Nicole. And you're listening to Buzz Killers, a proud podcast of the Podmoth Media Network. Boom, bang, that's the shit. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> Today's literally the first day I ever heard that. <laughs> Macy said it, and I was like, ha! She was like, you, you've, never, you've never heard that before? And never I was like, heard of that? No. Well, no. well, there you go. Bam, bam, thank you. You learn something new every day. Nicole was giggling because I scolded her for trying the wine, but we've already tried this wine before, so. But. Sorry, not sorry. Macy. What wine is it? Let's just jump right in here. <laughs> um, We are drinking. Drum roll, please. Yeah, more girls reference. Nobody gets it but me. Um, 19 Crimes, Martha's Shard. Woo! We are so excited. We managed to find it. Macy oh, found it. <laughs> I found out that it came out at the beginning of February and I went to the liquor store like that weekend <laughs> and searched. And they normally have a pretty big like 19 crime. Like when one, a new one came comes out. I know yeah. when, the, when the rosé, the Snoop rosé came out, um, they had a big display with the red mm-hmm. and the rosé. Yeah. But Martha's only has the... Um, has the shard so but it's pretty awesome her face is on the cork it's hilarious it's hilarious um <laughs> there's also her um signature on the top of the bottle the neck um yeah the neck that would be the neck it's her neck <laughs> um yeah but we've sorry guys we have tried this before we couldn't like <laughs> we couldn't contain our excitement i like picked it up and just was gonna just full on drinking she was like no try it and i was like oh, i'm so sorry we tried it already <laughs> <laughs> and then i was like ah oh, yeah i guess it's okay i didn't it up, but. um all right so let me read this little this little doohickey <laughs> read away so i'm gonna read the back of the bottle first because it's kind of funny and then i'm gonna read another little paragraph i found about what it tastes like okay so 19 Crimes tells the true story of rule breakers who beat the odds and overcome adversity to become folk heroes. This spirit lives on today through innovators like Martha Stewart, a self-made icon who built a domestic empire. Martha's drive embodies the timeless values of the 19 Crimes mavericks who came before her. And I would actually love to see if we can scan this bottle. I was literally just thinking we didn't try and do the talking thing to see if it comes to life. So um, we should. We should definitely do that. And uh, so she embodies the timeless values of the 19 crimes mavericks that came before her with her felonies. Because <laughs> she a felon. Because she embezzled money. I'm pretty <laughs> sure, right? That's what she did? To be honest, I don't know. I feel like that's what she did. Um, okay, and so now I'm going to read about what it tastes like. But I Tell me what it tastes like. This Chardonnay tastes like green apple, lemon, orange blossom honey, and butterscotch. The mid-palate adds peach mixed with lime, melon, and salty slash nutty on less sensation, which we looked up, and 
or it's on lees. It's on lees. On lees. On lees is a French term for when people leave yeast sediment in um, wine for certain periods of time to give it more depth or body, body or like texture. texture. So that's what that means. Um, and there's also nectarine and guava. The acidity gives this Chardonnay excellent length and flavors roll on and on. And it's very, very good. Mm-hmm. We love it. We did. We, we did we, really, we, really like it. When Macy found it, she bought two bottles and we very much couldn't resist. We drank one almost immediately. The same day. The same day. <laughs> Literally the same day. And it was absolutely incredible. But let's. For sake of the podcast. Let's try it again. Let's Cheers. do this again. Cheers. Cheers. Still good. Just as good as the first time. Five out of five. Five out of five. Ten out of ten. <laughs> Gotta love Martha. That was quick. <laughs> <laughs> the fastest mouthfeels decision we've ever made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably well, because we had pre-decided. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was just telling Nicole I made like a bunch of, I went on like a binge and made a bunch of our posts that are like pre-made for, for the podcast like a while ago or today. And um, <laughs> I was just like. I put this as a 10 out of 10 mouthfeels because I figured that's what we'd say. <laughs> but um, we can change it. I'm just going to give it a one. It's a one. God, no. I no. couldn't do that to Martha. Martha, my girl. And we took a really awesome picture with the Snoop Rosé next to the Martha Shard. And we tagged 19 Grimes in it. And they featured us on their story. Yes, they did. It was so cool. Oop, I just dropped my, my chapstick. Oh, I thought that was me. Nope. It's my chapstick. You're cheap. My cheap steak. Cheap, cheap. Um, do we have any other business? Well, we crossed the threshold of 11,000 downloads. Yes! Which was amazing. Thank you, buzzards. We um, love you so much. Uh, but outside of that, I don't really... I don't, I don't think, think so. so. No business. Just listener's choice. Well, actually, you know what? Can I mention one thing what? that I don't think we mentioned yet? What? We were heavily following the Gabby Petito case. Oh, and yes. we there was an update about that like probably two weeks ago, and I don't think we ever mentioned it. No, I don't think we did either. Um, but just for all those who were following along, if you didn't see all the giant articles that were posted everywhere because the entirety of the internet was freaking the fuck out. And we all were like, We told you They managed to um uncover what brian had written in the notebook that was found with his his remains um and it was basically a giant confession letter saying that he did kill gabby they didn't say what else the letter said but they did say that within the letter he confessed to killing her so gabby's family can have some peace they have their answers it doesn't bring her back. It doesn't make it any easier, but... And it doesn't bring him to justice, unfortunately. No, unfortunately, but because he killed himself, he'll never he'll never see justice. But um, at least... Her family has there's answers. A, there's, a closer to, there's a closure to the case, and there's answers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. There, and there's probably more in, those, in that note or letter or whatever he wrote. Um, that will probably be... It'll probably be eventually released. Eventually released. Um... But I know, I mean, like I know I saw that they, um, the laundries allowed the Petitos to come and take Gabby's stuff. Um, they, like, got to collect everything that was left in their house. So they got all of her things back from them. Good. Um, Which should have happened a long freaking time ago. 
a sad yet closure to the case. <laughs> sad closure to the case that, that a lot of people kind grammar. of figured was coming. Yeah. But many people guessed, but we got confirmation. So I just wanted to throw that in there because we had not mentioned that and we were we talked about it heavily in a couple episodes and then we got updates. I remember I texted you immediately when I saw the article like in all caps I think I texted you like eight times and was like Macy! <laughs> I was like he fucking said he killed her he admitted it and I was like, like we eight. knew it we knew it <laughs> it was awful we knew it um, but yeah so that's that yes um may Gabby Petito rest in peace and I hope her family uh manages to find some peace and move along yeah they've all seemed to be you know pretty together through this whole thing so hopefully they're able to maintain that and they've created that um the gabby petito foundation too yep so yep they'll they'll be keeping her memory alive which is really nice it's nice to know i agree all right but outside of that i don't think there's anything else listener's choice episode duh Duh. All right, Nicole. <laughs> Duh. There was like a pause in there because I was swallowing. <laughs> so, what is listener's choice case number two? Guys, I hope you're ready for a roller coaster ride. I feel like we because said that last time too. <laughs> this case, I, first of all, I knew nothing about this. Yeah. This was a case that was recommended to us by one of our listeners, um, and his name is Zach Downing. Thanks, Zach. So thank you, Zach, for shooting us an email. He actually said, I believe this was either in his hometown or close to his hometown. Yeah, yeah, something like, like that. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but he, <laughs> I just remember he like didn't tell us what the case was in the actual email. He just put a link, and I was like, oh, what's this? And I opened it up. And the caption of that art, or the, sorry, the title of that article just like fucked me up immediately. I was oh, like, no. what is this case about? Um, what? I was like, what am I missing here? And boy golly, we're about to go on a ride. <laughs> oh, boy golly. <laughs> oh, golly gee. Sorry. <laughs> I just turned into a fucking elf. I'm sorry. Um, slightly terrifying. All right, all right, all right. I'm strapping in. I'm strapping in. I'm ready. What are the elf? What's your favorite color? Sorry. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> he said, "Buddy, the elf." And that's where my brain goes. <laughs> when he picks up the phone, he's like, "Buddy, the elf." What's your favorite color? My favorite. Mine is, "I love you. I love you. I love you." <laughs> that's what I think. Or, or when he's like, "Santa." <laughs> that's the best. Honestly, one. that whole movie is just fucking genius. It's the best movie. Um. So. Everybody's like, God damn it, shut up about Elf and just tell me what this, myster- this mysterious Yo. case is. Yes, we want to know. We, wanna know. Uh, we like hyped it up and then we were like, oh, by the way, Elf. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today I am going to be telling you guys about the very sad murder of a woman named Heather Bogle. Bogle. Okay. Um, so Heather Bogle uh, was a 28-year-old single mother. Um, she was living in Sandusky County, Ohio, with her five. Um, it, article switched back and forth. She was either five or six years old. Her daughter. Um, oh, I was like, <laughs> she was five or six. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> she was twenty-eight. Is that, is that, is that, that, okay. Um, 
no, I was going to say her five-year-old daughter, but I wrote five or six because it like hopped back and forth. Even mm. even in the documentaries I watched, it popped back and forth. So she was either five or six-year-old daughter. Um, her name was Mackenzie. Okay. Um, so uh, Heather had actually recently taken night shifts at her job um, in order to spend more time with Mackenzie during the day. Um, Heather Bogle actually worked at the Whirlpool plant that's out in ohio which is just exactly what you think it is the people that make like the washing machines and stuff oh oh okay yeah okay okay um so the big whirlpool people <laughs> um cool, cool she would work overnight from 10 15 p.m to 6 15 a.m mm-hmm. um during that time Mackenzie would either stay with her father or other family um and then she would go off to daycare in the morning um heather would come home from work she would sleep until she had to go pick up her daughter from daycare she would spend all afternoon with her daughter until she brought her wherever she was staying for that night, tucked her in, and then she would spend some time studying for her nursing exams before going back to work. Oh, okay. Um, because at the time, Heather had just graduated nursing school and was working on passing all of her exams. Oh, for like the the RN or that stuff. Yeah. LPN or whatever um, it is. Yeah. I believe it was the LPN. I have it later on. I'll tell you what it is. Okay. Um. So she was extremely dedicated to her daughter. Mm-hmm. Her um I watched a multitude of documentaries for this. Just to shout out my sources here. There was an episode of 48 Hours, there's an episode of Dateline, and then there's an episode of MTV True Life Crime. Oh, I've seen that. Which is interesting. There's I don't know if it's new. But there's only two seasons of it, and I couldn't figure out if it was canceled or if it was new, and I just like didn't. People look magazine into has it. one too. Um, do they really? Has a true crime thing that it's on um, Discovery Plus. I, I saw it the other day. Things I, was, I did not know. I was like, what? I feel like I feel like every time I turn around, it's like here's 18 episodes about this one case because there's 40 million shows that cover this kind of stuff. I there's a new one every five seconds. Um. But I watched those three, and they were all very in-depth, and they were very good to watch. Um, I highly recommend watching them. Uh, they will be Their locations will be in my show notes, because they're kind of all over the place. Okay. I had to buy the MTV episode. It was like three bucks. Oh, like off Prime <laughs> Half of Prime. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was the only place I could find it. That's happened to me a bunch of times. It's, <laughs> I say I've had to do it a few times. Um, well, now that they have Ghost Adventures on Discovery Plus, um, I don't have to. But I've like previously have bought multiple episodes of Ghost Adventures because that's how I had to watch it. Yep. Yep. Um, but anyway, so um, Heather's sister Jen said that her daughter was just her world. She didn't do anything else besides try and make her daughter's world the best it could be. Yeah. She always wanted to spend time with her. She wanted to make money just to give her the best life she could, basically. Like, okay. this is this is her everything. Um, and it's emphasized, like, that's why I'm trying to emphasize this a lot, is because she, this is mentioned in everything I read, everything I watched. Her life was her daughter. Okay. Um, okay. She never married Mackenzie's father, whose name was Richard. They did date for many years. They fell in love quickly, moved in together. Um, but after Mackenzie was born, their relationship kind of started to wither. And they eventually just kind of fell out of love. But they remained mutual friends. They took very good care of Mackenzie. And there was no bad blood between the two of them. Okay. They were good. Okay. Um, in all aspects of it. Um, but... 
um, Heather was just from the time she was born was um, she basically was a very aspirational person. She would audition for game shows. She always dreamed of being a nurse, which is how she ended up going to nursing school. Okay. Um, and as I said, her most recent aspiration was just to give her daughter the best life possible. This all leads up to April 9th of 2015. <sighs> Security cameras would record Heather as she walked out of work at 6.17 in the morning. And this would be the last time she would be seen alive. Oh, no. You can see her. They show... <laughs> Noir is, like, in the lamp right now. Get out of there. Sorry. <laughs> and it's, ve- it's very much glass. Okay. Excuse me, ma'am. Please ma'am. don't, m- please don't ma'am. chew the cord to the lamp. We do not want fried kitty for dinner. There we go. Distract with the Sharpie. Yeah, play (laughs) play with the pen. Play with the pen. Don't play with the cord. (laughs) It's a closed Sharpie, just so you guys know. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, um, so they show this video, and you can it's kind of a blurry video, but they know it's her. They capture her walking out into the parking lot, and then she is not seen again. Um, Heather would fail to pick up her daughter from daycare that day. And what would really kick off the chain of events is the fact that Jen, her sister, was Mackenzie's emergency contact. So if Heather failed to show up, Jen was the one that got the call. They would call her. So they called Jen and they said, you know, Heather has not shown up. Mackenzie needs to be picked up. And immediately Jen was like, what the fuck? Yeah. My sister does not do this. She is not like this. She would not miss time with her daughter. She would not call me and tell me she couldn't make it to pick her up. Something's off. So she. Yeah. Um, like if something were to happen, she would have called me and been like, hey, can you pick up? Yeah. Mackenzie like my car or, broke down. Yeah. I need you to go pick up Mackenzie something. OK. She and got, this is in the era of cell phones. So like that. Yes. Could this is 2015. I, it's it's hard because a lot of times we cover cases that are quite, quite old and she's just gnawing on your ow, wrist. Ow, let me go. Let ow, me. ow. She's got me good. Oh, you okay? Yeah. She hurt I saw me. that. I saw your I saw her claw in your hand there. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Mummy, I just want to play with the giant toy that's hanging from your body. Oh, that's your body part? I am not sorry. Sorry. Um, sorry. Go away. But um I'm not petting you now. So <laughs> Jen, extremely worried, goes to pick up Mackenzie while also t- attempting to get a hold of Heather. Right. She calls her repeatedly. Every call goes straight to voicemail. She then tries to call Heather's friends to see if any of them had heard from her. They all said the same thing. They hadn't heard from her all day. And their calls, too, were also going straight to voicemail. Okay. So they called police, but police said she is an adult and it's only been a couple of At this point, whatever. I mean, she it was six in the morning was the last time she was seen, but they don't know this. And it's I mean, probably mid-afternoon when they're supposed to pick her up from daycare. Right, right. And so they're like, it's only been about maybe a quarter, uh, not even a qu- maybe a quarter to a third of a day. We can't really do much right now. Call us tomorrow Call, yeah. and we'll go from there, which. Exactly. This wasn't enough for Jen. Jen was like, fucking something's wrong. This is not my sister. Screw you. She immediately, with the help of Heather's friends, made missing persons flyers, started hanging, it, hanging up and passing them out. I would do that for you. I would do that for you. Thank you. 
<laughs> the day I damn dad. I'd be like, um, I would have heard from her already today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least once. Listen, even if it's just a dumb meme, I hear from Macy at least once a day. <laughs> at least once. And it's not normal if we don't. The only time I think we don't text each other is like when one of us isn't feeling good. Yeah, you said the one time that I got really sick this year, not from COVID. I had a really bad sinus infection. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she knew that I was not feeling good because all I would do was send her thumbs up. Yep. I would like send her things and she would just thumbs up it. Thumbs up it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Macy's or sick. Do, <laughs> or do like laugh, the little laugh thing. Or, like, I'd be like, haha, that's so funny. And then I'd fall back and like, no, I'm not. Get away from me, Noir. You hurt me. <laughs> oh, is your hand okay? Yeah, she dug into it pretty good. Ooh. But she's, she's, she's a little, little demon. Okay. So. Um. So they started, like I said, hanging up and passing out these flyers. And when Heather still failed to turn up by morning, they finally called the police again, who let them file a missing persons report. Mm -hmm. The case was immediately um, assigned to their lead detective, whose name was Sean O'Connell. Okay. Um, He immediately took the case. And the first thing he did was he went straight for her cell phone records. Um, he uh, pulled her records and found out that the last time her cell phone had pinged was on a tower, but it was on a tower, like kind of between her work and where she lived at home. Okay. Um, unfortunately that final ping created a six mile wide radius. Oh, okay. Um, that's not helpful from the tower itself in which they could not figure out how to narrow down anymore. So they said that. Um, because the phone kept going to voicemail and they weren't getting pings anymore, it had either just died or somebody had broken it or turned it off. Turned it off or something. something. Yeah, yeah. It was no longer active, basically. So, as they, um, as they relayed this information, Jen actually went with one of Heather's friends named Dana, and they actually went into this six-mile radius and drove the neighborhoods that would fall within that, trying to just see if maybe they could find anything like her car or anything because at this point not only is heather missing but her car is missing too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so they're just trying to find something unfortunately their search was kind of empty-handed they they got nothing right right. um was just sorry um tangent was this six mile radius i mean and you might not even know on her way home Yes. It fell between where she worked and her home. So it would have been somewhere she drove through every day. Um, kind of. Okay. Uh, it was, was it her, what I'm asking, I guess, was it her normal route? Not really. Okay. Yeah. That, okay. That's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got you. It was like, I'm picturing the map that they showed in one of the episodes that oh. I watched. <laughs> and it's like she worked out in Whirlpool and then would drive west. <laughs> I literally just had a compass in my head. <laughs> would drive west to get home. And this tower was just a little southwest. It was like kind of instead of going straight home, she like kind of would have had to go doop, doop. And like it wasn't. Hmm. Okay. It was, it, it was something that would have been either like she was going somewhere specifically to stop somewhere, but she wasn't headed straight home. Okay. okay. Sorry. I, I did not phrase that. Right? No, no, no. I get it. I get it. <laughs> um, 
So detectives then discovered that Heather had actually been seeing somebody for the last few years. Oh. She had been dating a woman who worked at the the Whirlpool factory with her named Carmella. Okay. So they discovered that, well, originally their relationship was very happy um, within recent months. They had started to fight a lot. Okay. And they had actually broken up just a few days ago. Oh. Yeah. That's sus. Okay. That's hella sus. Because <laughs> that's the first person they look at. Right, right. Um, so they found out that they had broken up during a fight. Um, but when interviewed for Dateline, Carmela mentioned that she was absolutely in love with Heather and that she was positive that Heather was in love with her too. Um, okay. Investigators were kind of unsure about this. Detective O'Connell speculated that Heather was not so happy and, um, based that off of statements that were told to him by a few of her family members that, um, you know, she wasn't quite sure about the relationship and was questioning it all together. I mean, you can still love someone and question the relationship though. Exactly. Like she's currently trying to work her ass off and make a great life for her daughter. Mm-hmm. That's her focus. Yeah, that's her priority. Like it, it's very easy to see how you can question a new relationship like that. Right, right, right. So take it as you will. Um, but at that point, detectives really wouldn't have too much more time to dig into her um, background and all this other information because they receive a call. That somebody has found her vehicle. Oh. So. Rousa. They received a call that somebody had spotted her vehicle parked in an apartment complex. Hmm. Now, this complex was not anywhere that Heather was familiar with. She did not know anybody that lived there. Never knew anybody that lived there and had never been there before. Oh. This was a totally random location. Okay. And for... Reference, these were called the Summerton Apartments. Okay. Um, so when they discovered the car, it was parked in a parking spot at this complex. The doors were locked. Um, everything looking through the glass appeared copacetic. There was no issues. There was a backpack on the front seat with a handwritten note. Um, and that was about it. So they unlocked the car. They gained access and they found out that the handwritten note on the front seat was actually written by Carmela. Oh! Um, whose last name for, I just didn't say her full name, is Carmela Bedillo. Okay. Um, it discussed the recent argument that they had had um, and said how much it had hurt her, but how much she still loved Heather and wanted to be with her. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Outside of this note, the main cab, nothing. Until they turned their attention to the trunk. Oh, to the trunk. Sorry. Yes. I thought you said to the drunk. To the drunk. <laughs> and I was like, ha Martha Shard. I was sitting in the corner. Doing, no, doing his job. <laughs> Martha Shard is doing its job. Okay. Um, so uh, they would pop the trunk and immediately they would discover Heather's body. Shit. Yes. Heather Man. was laying on her side in the fetal position 
dead in her trunk. She had bruises all over her body. She had been very badly beaten. She had been shot twice in the back. And there were marks on both her wrists and ankles that indicated she had been tied up. Oh, no. (laughs) The wounds on her arms and hands were clearly defensive wounds. Um, One of the weirdest parts of the discovery of her body was that she was dressed in an oversized red Mickey Mouse Disney World t-shirt. Which is not her uniform, which was what she would have been wearing if she had been... She was last seen wearing a Whirlpool Mm t-shirt. Her family said that she never owned a piece of clothing like this. It was an extra large, and she was a very petite girl. This piece of clothing also had no holes in it. She had two bullet wounds in her back. Oh, so she was dressed. They dressed her after she was shot. Man, they like, wow, they took her clothes. Shit. Okay. They also did not locate any shell casings, bullets, or holes, or blood in the trunk, meaning she was killed elsewhere. Okay. Um, sorry, I lost my spot. No, you're good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they also said that her body didn't have a lot of blood on it. She had a lot of wounds, but not a lot of blood, like somebody had cleaned her. This just gets weirder because I'm not done. Just, like I said, hang on for this one. This is a fucking weird one. Oh my god, okay. Investigators would also discover that whoever had killed Heather had also cut her hair off. She had hairs probably about as long as you and I's you know, like medium, short, of, medium, short to medium length hair. Like a little bit longer than your, like to your shoulders. It was chopped down to her head. Messily. Like a pixie Like cut. somebody had, yes, like somebody had taken chunks of her hair and just hacked it off with scissors. <laughs> it was like very, very short. This is personal. They also went as far as clipping all of her fingernails. Are you fucking joking? Extremely short. (laughs) Oh my god. Unfortunately, that didn't work. Oh, okay. And they managed to find DNA underneath some of her fingernails. Because Heather put up a fucking fight. Go, Heather. Um, Autopsy would also then go on to reveal that at the time of death, she did have traces of marijuana in her system. Okay. Um, but aside Death's from that, legal now, so whatever. <laughs> aside from that, she had no drugs in her, no alcohol, nothing. Okay. Um, and they they did conclude that she had died from the gunshot wounds, um, several of which several of which there was two of them, which had hit major organs. Oh no! Yeah. Did they say where in her back? No, they didn't. Just just said in her. They back. just said her back. Okay. Um. Because like, because y- you can hit somebody in the shoulder and they won't die, but yeah. you can hit somebody a little lower and you'll hit their lungs and shit. And what I'll tell you is, um, if you opt to watch the MTV um, True Life Crime episode, mm-hmm. they do show some pictures. They do not show the bullet wounds, but they have pictures of her hands and her feet 
the side of her face and her head. Like, so you can see, her, like, from her hair, like, her forehead up. So you can see her hair. You could see all the bruises that she had down her chin, along her jawbone. You could see the bruising she had from her hands up to her elbows and from her knees down to her feet. Jesus. So, and they show partial images of how they found her in the trunk. They cut off from basically, like, mid-waist down. Like, you, you, that's what you see. I'm sorry. You see me, like, mid-waist down. They don't show her top half. Now, question. Yes. She did not have pants on. Just the shirt. She did have pants on. She her was pants? She was fully dressed, but the shirt was not hers. Well, the shirt was not hers. Yes. She oh, had on, okay. She also had on jeans and sneakers. Okay. Okay. She okay. Had, she was fully clothed, but the shirt was not hers. Which means that they would have had to have pulled those, like, cleaned her. And pulled those pants back on and put those shoes back on. There was no sign of rape. She was not raped. No, I know. You didn't say that. So I was just assuming like they washed her, right? Oh, they cleaned her, right? You're right. Which means you're having to put jeans on a body that is dead weight. That's true. Which is I did not think about that. Heavy. That's why I was like, no, they didn't take her clothes off. But you were like, no, she, she they cleaned her. And I'm like, you're right. <laughs> I didn't think about that. <laughs> That's actually. They would have had to take off all of her clothes wash her and then put them all back on while it's dead weight Mm -hmm. which is like your full body weight before she enters rigor before rigor Mm -hmm. which can onset very quickly because they did it fast enough that they were still able to get her curled into a fetal position into the trunk Yeah, because if she'd been in rigor there'd been into the trunk of her very small sedan it was a four-door sedan like with a pop trunk oh man okay okay i'm sorry i'm just like trying to like no you're good honestly if you want to pull you can pull up pictures this is everywhere they have there's lots of pictures online if you want to look while i talk okay Um, okay so it wouldn't be long before detective o'connell would start tracking down potential suspects Mm -hmm. the first would be was actually an unknown suspect okay who they believed to be obviously the main killer but it would be someone that they wouldn't identify to later okay this person was seen by a young female resident of that apartment complex parking the car and then fleeing on foot from the complex at about 1 30 a.m that's us so obviously this person is probably involved but at the time all she could say was she couldn't definitively say if it was a male or a female and it was just a person in a hoodie, and they ran away. That's all she saw. Oh, okay. So. Good on you for reporting it, though. They, if you see something, say something. And uh, one thing that really bothers me is when I was watching, I think it was the Dateline episode, they mentioned this. They talk about this, and they were like, we're going to start looking for footage, maybe seeing if somebody caught him on camera running away. Nothing ever comes from this. And you'd think that they'd have surveillance footage in the, uh, in the complex. Or just somewhere in the area, like, you'd run past a house with a a security camera or a doorbell or a business or something. Right, right. Somebody with a dashboard camera, fucking something. Right, but they don't They, like, mention that they're going to start searching for video, and then they never even go back to it. They never even say, like, we didn't find anything. They just don't touch on it again. And I was like, did they not find video? I'm assuming they didn't because they didn't fucking mention it. But... But apartment complexes like that are usually, I know, because I lived in one I when have, I was when I was young. They usually have surveillance like that mm-hmm. because you know people steal stuff and they you know they do whatever. Oh yeah, they're sketchy as fuck. 
so that just doesn't make sense. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, unless they like did pull the surveillance and there was nothing. But, maybe, but they should be like, well, we didn't see, find maybe anything. maybe it was bad footage and they it gave him basically just as much as the woman who saw him did. Got it. Got it. So the next step was Detective O'Connell decided he wanted to bring some cadaver dogs to the Somerton apartment and see if they could catch a scent anywhere. Okay. Detective O'Connell said that the dogs alerted to apartment B. Inside apartment B was a woman by the name of Kiana Bohr. Okay. Kiana was a 25-year-old mother who Detective O'Connell had previously met as he had arrested her ex-boyfriend slash baby daddy for selling drugs. And he had gone to prison for 10 plus years. So oh. he was very familiar with Kiana. Okay. Um, they, his theory was that maybe Heather had gone to the apartments looking to acquire marijuana. Because she had it in her system. She had it in her system. Thinking maybe it was a drug deal gone wrong. Something like that. And because Kiana knew a drug dealer, they were like, well, maybe there's a connection here. Mm -hmm. They said that the initial conversation with Kiana was kind of shifty. She was really hesitant to talk. um, and She really didn't give them a lot. So they did some digging on her and they actually checked her Facebook. Okay. In which they concluded that she was an avid lover of Mickey Mouse. And often sported Mickey Mouse attire. Shit. Now, okay. I'm. This is a lot to ask, but pin all of these fucking details in your mind right now because every single thing I'm talking about comes back around. Okay. Okay. Um. And one thing that I also noted was that the oversized article of clothing that she was wearing probably would have been the right size for Kiana. So it was. Well, it was oversized on Heather because she was petite. It was an extra large shirt. Okay. Yeah. So that's what we have on Kiana right now. Okay. But honestly, I can imagine if your husband or if your baby daddy has been involved with the police in the past, is involved with drugs, is involved like in criminal pastimes, I could understand being shifty when talking to the police. I can't wait to fuck with your mind. But I'm just saying. Oh, no. Oh, that no, makes no. sense. I understand. Hang on to the thought. <laughs> Hang on to the thought. Okay. So another thing that detectives managed to turn up was a little ways down the road was a school. It was, was it a school? Shit. I didn't write it down, but they found footage and it was either a school or a shopping complex and I'm going to forget which one. I'm sorry. But it was over a parking lot and okay. you can see the road. And at approximately 125-ish, they capture a car driving down the road that appears to be Heather's car. In the morning, right? Because you yep. said it was left in the morning. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. The the witness who saw it being parked said it was about 1.30. So this falls in line with that timeline. Right. They said that not long after Heather's car drives by, a white SUV also passes the camera. They said that a similar car belonged to a man named Omar Satchel. And Omar was a close friend of Kiana's who was often spotted at the apartment complex visiting Kiana and was said to have been there the night of the murder. Okay. Um, Detectives also managed to uncover a photo on Instagram 
of Omar in said white SUV. Okay. This is all important. I'm sorry. I'm going to keep saying it. This is all fucking important. Remember. So thinking that these people were definitely involved, he did everything he could and he ended up catching Omar um, and getting him arrested for unrelated weapons charges. Oh, okay. Hoping to also pin him with murder. So this is where things get a little rocky. Oh. Oh. More than they already have. Yowza. So Detective O'Connell had not been shy with how this case was proceeding. He slapped Kiana's name, Omar's name, and a suspect that I will mention in a few minutes into the newspapers. Dumb. Dumb. Despite having no true evidence linking them to this crime. Dumb. Dumb. Yep. Uh, Say nothing. Literally the only connection at this point was that they were connected to this complex. And that nothing Which is where her body was found. You could have arrested the entire apartment complex for that. Right, right. But they, he focused on these three people. Yikes. That's not good. So, in the episode of Dateline I watched, Kiana herself would be interviewed. Oh. Kiana said she never in her life had sold drugs. That was purely her ex. She was never involved with any of the sales side of it. She had never met Heather before. Had never even seen her or heard her name before. Mm-hmm. She said she did not understand how they claim a cadaver dog alerted to her apartment. That she believed that that entire claim was false. Oh, because he had dealt with her before. Mm-hmm. Okay. She said that the negative history between O'Connell and her ex made him kind of have a vendetta against her. Because he couldn't get anything on her when he took down the ex. Because according because to her, she was she not involved. She not, was not involved. Shit. Which is why. Like, this, this, oh my God, this pisses me off so much. So Why would you say anything? Why? No comment. No comment. The answer is always no comment. No comment. This is an active police investigation. No comment. Because mm-hmm. so, this will come back to bite you in the butt. If you find any evidence whatsoever in a trial... The lawyers will fuck you up. Oh, wait for it. Okay. <laughs> They'll fuck you up. Hold on to this. Hold on to this. <laughs> My dad's a lawyer. He'll fuck you up. <laughs> My dad will fuck you up personally. <laughs> He's so smart. Um, so she then went on to say that the allegations that she often wore Mickey Mouse apparel were very untrue. Hmm. She had one shirt. Which, yeah, she'd taken pictures in before. And she still very much had that shirt. She even went on to say that she had been described as evasive during her interview with police. Because at the time, they gave her no warning that they were coming. Knocked on her front door and she had been smoking marijuana. Which at the time in Ohio was not legal. Which would explain the shiftiness. So she she openly admitted, I was doing something illegal. And I did not want them to arrest me. And the cops knocked on my door. A cop who... I know. I know. Who very much had it out for my ex. 
of course she's going to act shifty. Right, right. So. <laughs> she just gets better. <laughs> also, speaking with Dateline would be Omar Satchel. I like that his name is Satchel. I love it. <laughs> so, Omar also said he had never met Heather, never heard her name, didn't even know what she looked like until someone showed him a picture. He said oh, man. he felt like instead of trying to solve this crime, that the police were just trying to pin it on him. Okay. His own lawyer said that they were eyeing him because he did have priors, mm -hmm. some of which were violent, to which he owned up to. You watch them in the Dateline interview, and the interviewer gives him a list. And it's like, these are your priors. Like, What do you say about like, this? Yeah. He was like, yeah, like I have priors. And I understand them looking at me for this. But I answered all of their questions truthfully. I did not know who this was. I could not give them any information. And, and there's were, no evidence against me. And they were still acting like I was guilty. Other than the fact that there was a car similar to mine that they did not, they could not see the license plate on, apparently. Oh, my, that face. <laughs> Nicole's like, just Oops. wait, just wait, just wait, just wait. <laughs> Omar even explains that the white SUV that he's supposedly been linked to, he no longer has and has not owned since he moved to Ohio from a different state. <laughs> He got rid of that car before he moved to Ohio and has not had a white SUV since. The you photo are counting your chickens before they hatch. The photo police. of him in that car was over two years old. What the fuck? And they didn't verify any of this? No shit. What the fuck? So, most importantly, Omar had a motherfucking alibi. Oh, my God. Omar had a goddamn alibi. Shit. They did not mention what it was, but they said he had a solid alibi. Oh, man. This is just. And he was still considered one of the top suspects and had his name dragged through newspapers. Even though there's no evidence, he doesn't own the car, doesn't own this person. Another unknown, su another um, suspect that comes into play, who was also dragged through the newspapers was a man by the name of Kerry Jeffrey. Okay. Um, Kerry was named by an unknown source. It was kind of a tip that came in that said they had seen him dumping a murder weapon, saying that he had put a gun in a bag and thrown it into a river. Okay. They searched this river with divers. They found absolutely fucking nothing. And outside of this source, you can't see my fucking air quotes here. <laughs> source. Source. I hope you can hear it in my voice. The, <laughs> this quote, source. Um, they had nothing on this guy. Nothing. And his name gets, you don't mention their names. No. Never. So one thing, I save this for this part. <laughs> Remember. Okay. They found DNA under Heather's fingernails. They took DNA from Kiana, from Omar, and from Kairi. And none of it matched. 
Oh, they took it. Did so they never process it? You don't know. What? It kind of just goes away. It, like, it'll come I'd be like, no, I willingly, I willingly gave you my fucking DNA. Process it. I want to prove to you I didn't do this. At this point, that's basically what they're waiting for. And... And they never do? What the fuck? They do eventually. Oh, okay. And you'll see. But you'll see how long it takes. What the fuck? Just wait for this. Just just wait for this. This make me angry. This, this, <laughs> this, oh, oh, justice All is fucking. All of these fucking... people's lawyers should like sue the police department. Oh, oh, <laughs> sweetheart. I'm going to tell you right now, justice is going to be motherfucking served. And you, oh, you are going to be I'm not prepared. jumping out of your seat with joy because this is great. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. So at this point her sister jen is like what in the fuck is going on right he is the detective o'connell is focusing all of his attention on these three suspects that i like she was like they don't have any solid link to her i've never heard their names before she even told detective o'connell that this drug angle didn't make sense like she smoked it recreationally but it was mainly to maintain her anxiety and she did not do a lot of it or do it often okay so Jen was like, I want you to look into these people. Like, here's some background info I have that kind of gives me reason to believe I think there's more to look into on these couple people. On other people than these than Kiana and, Okay, okay, okay. So first person that Heather I'm sorry, that Jen wanted to look wanted O'Connell Oh my gosh. Restart. <laughs> That's what I did last time. My mom thought that was so funny. She was like, you were like, she was like, you all of a sudden were like. <laughs> it's like that rewind sound. <laughs> okay. Rewind. Um, so the first person that she, Jen wanted Detective O'Connell to look into was one of Heather's brothers. And this was Heather's brother, whose name was Josh Fiesel. Jen described their relationship as volatile. She said that just hours before Heather disappeared, Josh had sent her multiple text messages insulting her for failing her, her, first, nurses, her first attempt at the nursing exams. They said, quote, too stupid to pass LPN bat exam, followed by, quote, expectation oh sorry low expectations of yourself typical trash like your mom and dad end quote wait this is her brother yes i they did not break down her family very well i'm assuming he had a different last name i would i'm assuming either half brother stepbrother something like that. something okay, like okay. that um i did not read much about her parents i don't know if they were around Okay. Okay. Everything, even the, even like the documentaries really didn't go into like her upbringing, her family. It was basically her sister, Jen, and then this mention of her brother, Josh. Okay. Okay. Um, so when investigators did try to talk to him, they said that he was willing some days, but not so willing others days. They said that when they asked for DNA... He was angry and would not give it to them. Um, but this isn't this isn't exactly true. From what we've learned, is the detective doesn't really like to tell the truth. 
what? When sitting down with the Dateline interviewers, he explained that, first of all, Josh. Okay, okay, okay. He explained that these text messages were his attempt at tough love. He knew she was smart, and he just wanted to kind of push her and be like, you're better than this. I know you can pass these. He admits that he did not express it very well, and he very much much regrets the messages. Okay. Okay. He wishes he did not send them. It was the last time he ever talked to her. He said that his sister was actually one of the only supportive people in his life, and that she just wanted to see him succeed. And he loved her very much. Oh. He also said investigators never approached him and asked him for DNA. So the this claim Detective O'Connell just said that he asked did and, and that, that he asked for this DNA and that Josh got defensive and was like, I'm not giving you my DNA. This is not true. He was never asked for it. What the fuck? So the other person that Jen was upset that O'Connell had not taken a closer look at was her girlfriend, Carmela. There's a note on her, in her car, from her, on the pet. There the- is no knowledge that they fought often, had recently fought, and had recently broken up during a fight. Days before she disappeared. Days before she died. And they had not dug into Carmela at all. My God. So one thing that Jen had mentioned really kind of angled her towards Carmela was the fact that Heather had actually mentioned to her that Carmela expressed that she was not a fan of Heather's hair. She frequently dyed her hair and it was very fried. Jen said it was like she bleach blonde it a lot and it was just your stereotypical fried hair right 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 and she just would keep dying it and so immediately when she heard her hair had been chopped off she was like well that sounds a personal and b who the hell would want to chop her hair off carmela someone who didn't like her hair apparently carmela didn't like her hair also just days after her body was found, Carmela up and moved to Florida. Are you fucking kidding me? And they really hadn't dug into her. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so Stupid, 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 stupid. It would also be found that within this note she had written to Heather, Carmela had even written, and I quote, you're dead to me. Uh, Sips wine. Uh, that, pause, that pause was me sipping wine. <laughs> <laughs> like, like very sassily. Like, <laughs> with all the sass. You have no idea what's fucking coming. I'm going to fuck your day up. <laughs> um, <laughs> Get ready. So, O'Connell didn't really do much with this. He listened to Jen, didn't take any of this to heart, and was just like, I'm going to keep pursuing the drug angle. And just kept going after Kiana 
Omar and Kaver. You are supposed to look at every single possibility. So Jen, at this point, was like, I've had enough. I would hire a PI. She <laughs> called the police department and said she wanted O'Connell taken off the case. That he was not doing a good job. He was not giving them updates. They had no idea where the case was. That he was not listening to them. That he was not interviewing everybody properly. Nothing had been done right. Sorry, I just knocked my mic. The sheriff said, well, he's the best detective we have. I don't give a shit. And backed him. <gasps> this is just bad police work. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you're you're I'm about, so mad. You're about to have a time with this. I'm so mad. Trust me. Hang on for one more second. I promise you this gets good. Okay. So uh, at this point, Jen is like, I just want to keep bringing attention to her case and I want to make sure people don't forget her name. Mm-hmm. She's so they made um, they made signs that said justice, justice for Heather Bogle. And they were like those election signs that you see in people's yards throughout the year. Oh, OK. And she gave them out to everybody in the community. They all have them. Well, good. They should. So the problem is before they could even attempt to make an arrest in Heather's case. The county's very own sheriff, whose name was Kyle Overmeyer which is Detective O'Connell's boss, was arrested for stealing drugs. Turns out the sheriff had a really bad drug problem. He was stealing them from evidence? Uh-huh. Oh. And got caught stealing the drugs and was arrested and fired. Oh, my God. Okay. And so, at this point, Jen is like, holy shit. Is this not proof like, to what I have been like, saying? No wonder this department's fucked up. The sheriff is a druggie. I've got this incredibly misled detective. What the fuck is next? Oh, there's a lot the fuck is next. My God. Now, at first, O'Connell denied this. Um, What, denied that the sheriff had been arrested? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> um, this is my lead up. This is my build up. Uh, oh, oh, okay. He denied this. Um, But... They started looking into Detective O'Connell. And not just anybody. These states... Uh, uh, Ooh, I can't talk. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so excited about this part. The, <laughs> the state's attorney general started investigating Detective O'Connell. Shit. You're in trouble. For things such as tampering with evidence. Oh, no. And coercing witnesses. Oh. <gasps> So he denied this at first, but Jen was like, it is entirely clear to me why this case was not getting solved. Oh, my God. So the pressure from the community topped with the possibility of criminal charges coming at him. Detective O'Connell resigned. Good. And in order to make men, um, sorry, ends meet, he resorted to managing a McDonald's. I hope. I wish you would see my face. I look like Kermit. <laughs> you do look like Kermit. <laughs> when he like scrunches up his face. <laughs> so at this point, hmm. obviously, they elect a new sheriff and in comes Sheriff Chris Hilton. Okay. And God bless Sheriff Chris Hilton <gasps> oh. and his new head detective, 
Major Nick Katsopoulos. Oh, God bless you. <laughs> they quickly took over the case. And Sheriff, um, Sheriff Hilton had actually run on the platform of solving this murder. Because there's so much evidence. Like- he said that justice has not been served and it's unfair. That this case. There's evidence that it's not these people. And we should yep, be looking into that, other people. That, that this case is not being handled and I am going to solve it. <gasps> okay. And solve it they do. <laughs> so the new detective believed that O'Connell kind of just started out going down the wrong path. Saw people he recognized that had a shady history and just kind of honed in on them. He dug himself into a hole and it was too late to turn back. Yet he didn't know how to dig himself out. He had gone public with these suspects, which which is is fucking stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. I'm sorry if you just heard me burp. I did not. Not until you said anything. Talking word of the listeners. I think the mic might have got that one. (laughs) It's Martha's fault. God damn it, Martha. God damn it, Martha. Ow. Did you just hear that? I heard you slap. Damn, that was loud. I slapped my leg. And you it have was a nice really red handprint on your pants. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Um, so he began by reviewing Kiana, Omar, and Kerry. He said that there was absolutely nothing against them linking them to this crime. Question. Answer. <laughs> <laughs> How long was it from when everything happened and O'Connell got put? Do you know anyway that O'Connell got put on the case until these new people took over? Do you know how long it was? So I know. I know that it's approximately two years by the time they solved it. By the time they solved it. So my best guess. Well, up until the day they arrest the person okay so my best guess is that this is probably maybe a year okay okay to a year and a half somewhere in between there okay there weren't a lot of dates it's just like the start and then two years is the end okay 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 i just wanted to so see, all of this is see. within a two-year span okay okay to give you that Thank um you. You're welcome. <laughs> my voice just went so high <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> channeling Ooh, i just hit myself in the face with my microphone sorry if you heard that channeling mickey mouse um (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) and the connection to this case yep anyway um most importantly katsopolis found their dna results (laughs) and they were all negative they did not match (laughs) these Uh. three people were clearly not suspects and should have been ruled out almost immediately but why? Mm, that's a whole other question for another day. Never mind. It comes. Okay. Just wait for it. Okay. I, I've I'm got all the answers you want. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. So he even then went back and dug into Josh, her brother. Okay. Heather's brother. Um, and after properly asking for and acquiring his DNA, also ruled out Josh. Good. They then... Also dug in to Carmela. Okay. Now, at this point, Carmela had actually moved back to Ohio just a little while after the new sheriff was brought in. Okay. They worked closely with her. Her DNA did not match. Okay. And she also passed a polygraph. Okay. 
Katsopoulos said that, if anything, she was just extremely heartbroken and wanted to help. Aw, that's sad. Um, okay. And the photos of them are so cute. They look so happy. There's one of them with a kitten, and I was like, oh, they look so happy. <laughs> <laughs> with the kitten. And the little kitten and the cute and love. <laughs> <laughs> so he then went back to the beginning and was like, okay. The five people that were presented to me, I have ruled them out. So we've got to start again. Right. He went all the way back to that last ping from her cell phone. Shit. Okay. Well, the thing was, O'Connell had a way to narrow down that six mile radius, but never did anything with it. Are you? What? Turns out Heather's phone had been communicating with the GPS satellite. Because she, using her Gmail email, Gmail email, sorry, using her. That's what it is. I know. <laughs> using her <laughs> Gmail had signed up for that app, Hangouts, where oh. she would text Carmela and also frequently share her location so Carmela knew where she was and vice versa. So this GPS is pinging her near exact location like within 100 feet is this was o'connell just fucking stupid or was he just incompetent when he went back to review all of this beginning information he had gotten as far as getting a search warrant for google to get her location and never filed it what? It existed and he never filed it. He never sent the search warrant to Google to get the location. He had this. This was knowledge that in the beginning of the case, Carmela said, we use the app Hangouts. We share our location. I don't know if this is helpful. And he never did anything. And he it. never fucking went forward with it. Why? Why? This guy, I don't I don't understand. I don't. I he w- it's like, like he was like so he was like so focused on this vendetta with Kiana mm-hmm. that he was willing to make it spin it to make he, anything work with it. He had blinders on. He wanted Kiana and that was it. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. That makes me so angry, but okay. So the location using this GPS satellite. The, ha- the Hangouts app. Yeah. Like I mentioned is within hundreds of feet. Too exact. Shit. Okay. It narrowed down her location to a location to an area called Emerald State Trailer Park. This fell between home and work. And the tower I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wee brain too much wine um her location pinged at 6 30 a.m just outside one specific trailer in that trailer park they had her to an exact trailer (laughs) all this guy had to do was submit the fucking shit look at the dna results for the three people he thought were suspects and submit the search warrant to Google, and this case would have been solved nearly immediately. 
This pisses me off. I'm so mad. I'm getting there. Hello, friends. I'm Taya. And I'm Sammy. And we're the hosts of the Offbeat Worm Podcast. Come check us out. We talk about so many things. Spooky things, silly things, and everything in between. Find our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. And we'll catch you on the Offbeat. See you soon. It turns out that the trailer that her location pinged in front of belonged to a man by the name of Daniel Myers. Now, Daniel Myers was a single man in his late 40s who worked at Whirlpool. Shit. Are you kidding me? Well, his name had never come up in the investigation prior. He was very much in her life before and even after her death i'm interested let's go let's go so this is also when katsopolis learned that o'connell had completely dropped the ball on interviewing any of her co-workers i know i was about to be like why were her co-workers not interviewed the last time she was seen was at work was at work and they never interviewed any of her co-workers he never did anything this guy he also failed to follow up on an emailed tip that came in what the fuck the email had a couple questions at first and then at the bottom said quote i don't know if you have any suspects but i know someone who works at whirlpool that is very capable of doing that to a woman if he had followed up with this email he would have received the name Daniel Myers. What the fuck? In an interview with um, in the Dateline interview, um, you actually get to hear bits of the very first interview they conduct with Daniel Myers. And they do this in his home. They go to his house. They knock on his door and they talk to him for a few minutes. Okay. So they originally hold off on the information that they've got her location to right outside his trailer. (laughs) They do not tell him this. Good. So they ask, you know, how well did you know Heather? Well, I've seen her at work, you know, high in passing. That's it. Hmm. One asked if he'd ever seen her in the area or if she knew any in the park. He said no. When asked if he'd voluntarily you know give his dna so they could just rule him out as a suspect because uh, everybody else has he said quote i'm gonna pass on that i didn't really know the girl or anything like that (laughs) they would then find evidence that myers had attended her funeral his name was signed into the registry book they also found out that he donated $125 to the GoFundMe campaign that was set up for Heather's daughter. He wrote a message with his donation that read, quote, Heather, you are such an amazing person. Although we have only known one another for a such short time, I have come to appreciate our talks about our kids. I am distraught that there will be no more of your smile at work. You will always be in my thoughts. Your daughter will always be in my prayers. God bless you, little Missy. 
if my silence says anything, it means that my mouth is just open. At this point, they very much know he's not telling the truth. Yeah. They've got her location literally like to his front steps, basically. So And he's just like and, and at this point he is also the only one that is not willingly giving DNA. Everybody's like, Yeah, it wasn't fucking me. Take my DNA. I don't care. Rule me out. Rule me like, out. And he says no. So Katopolis gets a search warrant. <laughs> and also gets another warrant. So he gets a search warrant for sorry, I didn't do that very well. He gets a search warrant for his trailer. His yeah, his property. And then gets another warrant to get his DNA. Ha <laughs> ha. Upon searching his property, they find that several pieces of Meyer's trailer subflooring had been freshly replaced. Oh, his subflooring? Yes. Okay, okay. So underneath the carpets and okay, stuff. Okay. Um in both the living room and the bathroom. And that this was done within a week of Heather's death. Because all you have to do is call the company and they have all the record of that shit. Uh-huh. Utter. Myers also purchased a new mattress within the same time frame. What? They also would learn that Daniel visited the dentist just a couple months later to get a broken tooth fixed. Because she fought him. Because she fucking fought him. Yes, other. Yes. And then came the piece of evidence they needed most. His DNA was an exact fucking match. Yes. They had their motherfucking man. This fucker thought he got away with murder. And this fucker think, thought he got away with it. I think one of and at first it caught me a little off guard. So I think it was the MTV the mtv one they interview sheriff chris hilton okay and he talks about the fact or the moment when the detective katsopolis comes to his office and is like his dna matches (laughs) his fucking dna matches and the fact that in that moment he was like he like the way he expresses it he like almost like tries to reenact it and he like He's and it sounds terrible, but he was like excited. He was like, his fucking DNA is a match. Like, because I mean, I'd be like that, too. You want to get justice for this person. It sounds awful because this young woman has died, but they are so excited because they have solved this fucking case that has done been done wrong for almost two two years. years. And And they they finally have justice for this girl. No, I get that. I get that. I would get being excited because he's finally like, I can go to her sister and tell her that I know who fucking did this. So just over two years after Heather's death, on May 26th of 2017, Daniel Myers was arrested and charged with aggravated murder. Oh my God. Oh, we're not done. (laughs) Hang on to your hats, folks. So their guess was that Myers had wanted to have Heather over because he wanted to try and have sex with her, that he lured her to his trailer and attacked her when she turned him down. And they concluded that the cutting of her hair was probably an attempt to remove DNA, just like the clipping of the fingernails. Wait, but they said there wasn't any evidence of rape. There wasn't. So whether it was his blood or her blood or 
or whatever. Or whatever. Yuck. 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 Let your minds wander there for a second. Um, Inside his trailer, they also found a safe. And inside that safe, they found several pairs of women's underwear, (gasps) along with multiple videotapes of him with different women. He also had several restraints, like different types of restraints, just like BDSM shit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, And after his arrest, nearly 10 women came forward saying he was guilty of raping them, stating that when declined sex, he would become violent. What the fuck? So this is one of those cases of a slow moving trial which is unfortunate he would sit in jail for nearly two years before going to trial okay um so now it's 2019 official um or initially initially he pled not guilty well this sucks because it was like two years till he was caught and then another two years till he's tried so basically it was four (sighs) years until anything heather's family and loved ones got closure for this yikes okay okay so she i'm sorry he initially pled not guilty okay um but after the two years in jail he ended up striking a deal he would plead guilty to the charge of aggravated murder to have the death sentence taken off the table okay so it's not like the the charge was dropped down or anything he still got charged with aggravated murder. He just he just didn't, didn't get the death the bet, He just didn't which face honestly, the death penalty. Honestly, sometimes I think is a little bit better. Go ahead and rot, you fucking piece of shit. You have to like live in there for the rest of your life and mm-hmm. like and when you're on death row, they tend to give you a little bit more cushy living. They do. Yeah, they do. So even though you could possibly die in prison and never, ever, ever face lethal injection or whatever. Oh, I know. These days, it's like you're sentenced to death. whoop de doo You're going to live out your days in jail anyway. What Like, you, people... We only put people to death, like, five times a year. It's, yeah. The, the death sentence is almost moot at this point. Like, just fucking get rid of it. Like, we don't actually do anything with it. Right. Whatever. I fucking digress. That's a whole uh, other topic. <laughs> um, <laughs> another topic for another day. <laughs> so... At the sentencing, he absolutely refused to make a statement. Which is telling. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, they still did have to go over the evidence in court. And they show some of the responses from her family in the crowd. As they show, like, the photos of her body and, like, all the bruising and stuff like that it's just it was very it was fucking heartbreaking like i was watching this and i was on the verge of tears i was like these fucking people deserve so much better like this that hurts my heart then i'm not gonna cry don't cry don't cry goddamn wine um (laughs) one thing and this god bless carmella god fucking bless carmella okay this woman (laughs) balls of steel (laughs) okay was allowed to make a statement yes standing in front of the courtroom she was allowed to address daniel myers yes queen and it was a very short and sweet statement in which you can watch this they show it as she says it she said and i quote 
I want you to know, Daniel Myers, I do not forgive you. No one in this room can say that they forgive the devil. I'm excited for your future. I know it's going to be a short one. I hope you rot in hell, you piece of shit. And then she took a seat. <laughs> yes! I literally would have fucking standing ovation, <laughs> yes! like, hands above my yes! head clapping. Would have been like, yes, queen! <laughs> the, ju- the judge is, like, gaveling. He's, <laughs> like, he's like, quiet in the courtroom. And there are these two girls in the back. Yeah, queen! <laughs> fucking yes. It... Like, in just, like, watching her. And it's, it's like, heartbreaking but empowering. It was the, sus that she moved to Florida. It, it was, was sus. Which she does later explain in one of the interviews. Okay. Okay. Because okay. people immediately started looking to her as a suspect. Because well, that's the she thing. was the girlfriend. And so it was obviously not the police, but the general public. Mm-hmm. And I did write it later on, but I'll explain it now. She said, basically, um, that... Every time she would go out in public, people be like, you killed people her. would be berating her, threatening her. She couldn't go anywhere without people verbally harassing her and threatening her. Okay. And she just couldn't take it anymore. She was like, this is the woman I loved and everybody thinks I killed her. Like, I can't do this. I can't. Yeah. And so she left. That makes sense. Did they ever say why Heather went to his house that day or to his trailer that day? So are you getting to that? Don't don't explain it too early. I mean, I can explain it now. It's fine. Okay. Uh, so basically, that was the day that Heather had found out she had failed her first round of the nursing exams. Mm. And she had been visibly upset at work. Mm-hmm. Daniel wanted to, quote, console her. And Have did, sex with her. AKA. And invited her over to try and cheer her up. And AKA have sex with her. Basically wanted to have sex with her. And I'll, exp- I'll explain a little bit more in a moment. Okay. Um, okay. But I'll, I'll answer your question now because I do have an answer for that. Thank you. <laughs> um, so. Lord. Okay, there we go. So, <laughs> it moves. <laughs> actually, you know what? I can just finish explaining that now. Jesus Christ. It's literally this, th- not this bolt, but the next one. So basically, they ended up finding out later on that Daniel actually confessed to a fellow inmate. That he had done it. He said he killed her after she laughed at his advances, saying all he wanted was to console her for failing her exam. But she turned him away, and he was angry. I want to console you by putting my dick in you. Literally. Fucking piece of sh- Entitled shit. What the f- And, like, thinking that someone would, like, want that. Mm-hmm. I'm sad because my... I, I now have to start all over with my career with my career choice, right? And what all you want to do is put your penis where it don't belong. Well, she won't have to start all over, but she has to try. But she has to take the test retake again. Retake these exams, which are very expensive and they're yes, very difficult. Yes, it's so to pass. expensive. And like, and here you are being like, "Ha ha, let's console you." Also, let me put my penis in you to make you feel better. He was sentenced to life in prison without parole. Yay. And got an additional 20 years on top of that life sentence. Yay. Heather, he, good on you for laughing He's going to die, and then his soul's going to stay there for 20 fucking years. <laughs> and then he's going to haunt it for 20 more years. Good for you, Heather. We're still not done. There's a, there's, there's, just oh a t- there's just a teensy bit more here. I told just, you, just this, this is a wild fucking ride. Just a little bit 
Okay, so the solving of this case actually led authorities to take a look back at another death of another Whirlpool employee. On March 1st of 2009, authorities were called to the home of Lee Ann Sluter by her boyfriend when he found her dead in their bed at home. Authorities discovered Leanne had died from a gunshot wound to her chest, and her death was ruled a suicide. The gun was found laying next to her. It appeared self-inflicted, and that was basically that. There was no other evidence. Okay. It was kind they, of they were just like she, open she committed suicide. It was very it. it was like, you know, she was she was dead in bed, the gun was next to her. That was that. Okay. Problem was, uh, her boyfriend was Daniel Myers, who was also her child's father. What? So Leanne died. From a 22 caliber bullet. And while it did match the gun that was found next to her. The gun was a rifle. And it was a long barreled rifle. Oh my god. I hate when people say that you could commit suicide by rifle. Because you can't. You have to hold it so far away from you. They said. Oh and. Unfortunately the problem that they ended up having. Was that while they were allowed to reopen the case. It was initially ruled a suicide. Mm. It was not treated like a crime scene. So they didn't have the same evidence, or they did not like collect. E- they did not collect evidence. They did not co- take photos. It was open and shut suicide. Ugh. So despite their best efforts and some obvious, you know, suspicion, suspicion, there, there was not much they could do. They said that even though it was a long-barreled rifle and it would have been extremely difficult. For her to shoot herself center chest, holding it out in front of her. Mm-hmm. And also the fact that the gun was found lying directly next to her. That's not where it would have fallen. I'm sorry. If you shot yourself in the chest with a rifle, it probably would have flung across the fucking room. Or at least like fallen onto the floor and skittered away or something. It was like laying perfectly next to her body. They also ended up speaking again to Leanne's family. Mm-hmm. Who turned over a supposed suicide note that daniel gave them and said he that had daniel gave them excuse me um supposedly this note was written by her and it said how unhappy she was and that she just wanted to die and wanted the pain to stop they do you not can write things under duress they do not believe she wrote this yep you can write shit under duress um, so between the note, which was kind of sauce, and the long barreled rifle that would have been impossible to shoot yourself with, like nearly like 99.9% impossible, they were incredibly suspicious. But like I said, there was nothing else for them to review. They couldn't look at photos, they couldn't look at evidence. And while they had reopened it, they ended up having to shut the case, relabeling it a suicide. I mean, honestly, he's in life plus 20 years anyway. It would be nice to hear that he did it. And to have her official um, her official death changed from changed. a suicide from a, to a homicide. Yes. But I, 
but I understand maybe why they why the DA didn't pursue that. Because they, they were they like, basically couldn't. They, they were literally like, well, we had can't, nothing. We don't really have any evidence. Plus, he's already in here forever and ever in a day. Mm-hmm. So, but that sucks. Like we agree, this is really suspicious. And but we, unfortunately, he legally, we can't do anything. Yeah, he probably did it, but legally, we can't do anything about it. Um, so Daniel Myers ends up in prison. Good, fucker. Um. And he would not be the only one to end up in jail. <laughs> Who else ends up in jail? <laughs> I really wish we were recording this because I just like stopped talking and then just smirked. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah. <laughs> who else was there? So in 2018, former detective Sean O'Connell <laughs> was arrested <laughs> despite stepping down from the position thinking that was going to protect himself. Turns out, O'Connell had purposely left out the three DNA test results of Kiana, Omar, and Kerry. He had them, but basically stashed them and did not report on them. He had even prepared a report stating that Kiana was the prime suspect calling for her arrest. He had even gone as far and just... Fucking bear with me for a hot second because I wrote this in all fucking caps because I okay, could, I'm ready, I I'm watched ready, the I'm documentary. Ready. I rewinded it like six times. I was like, there's no way I just fucking heard that right. Detective Sean O'Connell went as far as hiring a woman to impersonate Kiana and confess on tape that she had a hand in Heather's death. He recorded this and tried to hand it in as fucking evidence he hired a woman what and tried to frame kiana he had a woman confess on tape that she was kiana and involved in heather's murder and tried to get her arrested using this false fucking evidence this piece of shit what the fuck He had a history of question practices dating all the way back to 1999. Are you joking? Fucking, at this point, it's 2018 when they arrest him. That is 19 fucking years. What a piece of shit. They let this man continue to be a detective with question practices. I know why that is. It's called the union. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Fucking piece of shit. Some of these question practices included failing to make appropriate arrests. So he just wouldn't follow the evidence. He'd follow what he believed and just would arrest whoever so he thought he was. So not doing his fucking job. So basically what he was trying to do to Kiana. Oh, I don't care where the evidence leads me. It was Kiana. It was I'm, her. I'm, I'm, I'm arrest her. She did it. She did it. She did it. As well as Fuck. failure to fully investigate crimes. What a piece of shit. Worst of all. It was reported that on multiple occasions, he victimized families. Are you joking? Nope. That comes straight from the documentaries I watched. I want to punch him in the face. I want to punch him in the face really hard. He eventually, and this kind of pisses me off, made a plea deal. He pled guilty to falsifying evidence. 
and all other charges, including witness coercion, were dropped. He ended up serving only two years in prison. What the fuck? And was released in July of 2020. At his trial, though. I hope you have a good time at McDonald's, you piece of shit. family showed up. Yes! And he made a statement to them trying to say that he just wanted to do what was best for Heather. I'm sorry. Not following the evidence and arresting the wrong motherfucking person is not doing what's best for Heather. You literal piece of ass shit. Garbage. somebody steps on you and wipes you on their fucking mat. I can't fucking stand your face you are the worst police detective in the whole entire world that makes me so mad <laughs> so Nicole mad. just full on grabbed her <laughs> mic like <laughs> mic grab <laughs> like held it in her hands and she says this I it makes me so Ugh. mad this case was so easy it was right fucking there and he just failed to follow the motherfucking evidence he had it he could have solved it in months and instead it took and he would have been the hero detective who solved it yep and instead it took them two fucking years and his fucking quit like quitting and then getting arrested for them to solve it because he just fucking didn't care he had his own agenda yeah yeah exactly he had his own fucking agenda and it this pissed me off so much and I think he should have served way more than two years in jail he took three innocent people and dragged their names through the mud Kiana talks in interviews about the fact that this has affected her life horribly well because everybody sees that and is like people you did it well, she can't get jobs she can't get places to live she said that while a lot of this was happening she had to live in fucking motels with her children because Nowhere would rent her an apartment. If you Googled her name, all that came up was that she was a fucking murder suspect. I would have sued him hard. They had no evidence. I would have sued him. Sued him. Sued him. Give me all your money. It just (laughs) makes me so mad. These people were fucking innocent. You never, never give the name of a suspect. Even if you have, even if, like, even if you had the the DNA, like Daniel Myers, you would never name drop like that. No. What the fuck are you thinking? The fuck are you thinking? He had his own agenda. Exactly. And it makes me so mad. So fucking mad. <laughs> like, well, you. Well, can you imagine how badly he was treated in prison? A cop in prison? Uh-huh. Like, just. <sighs> and that's why I don't think two years was enough. Bastard. <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> Breathe. <laughs> I mean, here I am. I'm like, good on you, Heather. Good on you. Fight him. You don't want it. <laughs> so, just a little wrap up here. Now that I have taken a sip of wine and calm down, cooled myself the fuck down because I was, I'm still kind of heated. heated. I'm so upset. This, this case makes you fucking mad. I, like I remember reading the first articles I read, and I was like, what? Are you serious? And then I started watching the documentaries and I was like, oh my fucking God. And I'm like sitting, I'm sitting on the couch next to Ryan. And he's like, what on God's green earth are you fucking doing right now? And I was like, I'm upset. This is awful. And he's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, oh, 
okay. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. You haven't told me anything that's going on, but okay. <laughs> so <laughs> after the trial, um, Jen and Carmela made up. Aww. Because at this point, Jen had pointed fingers, hardcore Carmela. And she knew it, obviously. And Well, what are you supposed to do? Well, and this is where, like, you can tell Carmela was just a good fucking person. Because when Jen was trying to apologize, she actually stopped her and was like, this was your sister. This is your family, your best friend. Like, I do not blame you for your views. When something like this happens, normally I'm the first person that you look at. Like, I cannot blame you for how you acted. I I just wish that... Like, in all of this time, they would have properly solved her motherfucking properly, <laughs> properly excluded me from the proceedings because I had no involvement. <laughs> I wish that that had just been the way they had gone the yep. first time. So they basically just said, you know, it was a crazy time. Things were all over the place. They cried together. They hugged. And they have made up. My heart. There's no bad blood. Oh. Um. One thing, and you you actually kind of touched this, was Detective Katsopoulos said that the real hero in the case is Heather. If she had not fought back, if she had not fought as hard as she did, they would have never had the DNA evidence. Yes, Heather. Because that was their smoking gun. Fucking smoking gun. It was their, this, that was the case. It made the case. They had all of this stuff, but nothing was concrete. And they didn't have David's DNA in the system. Basically, and I don't know if you've noticed, they never found the murder weapon. They never found bullets. They never found casings. All they had was the DNA. All they had was the DNA and the fact that he had recently remodeled parts of his flooring and bought a new mattress i mean honestly dna is like irrefutable like how is your dna it's like what one out of like nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine people are gonna have similar dna as you or some fucking shit like that Mm -hmm. it's very difficult to be like why is your dna here and for them to be like "Mm, i don't know yep so they they basically he basically said that her fight to live is the reason she managed to get justice in the end. Heather. And that she was a strong fucking woman. Yes. And she's uh, she's gone way too soon. All uh, it her makes me daughter sad. needs to know is that her mom fought to get back to her. Her mom fucking just... She gave her everything like for hell her. To, to get back to her because as sad as it sounds that's probably what she was thinking was i i can't die here like i gotta see my kid i need to take care of Mackenzie, and she did in the end you know like this she he did what he did and like there's no taking that back obviously but as well as she could she got justice she got justice and she knows that and her daughter knows now that she did not abandon her that she fought. So her daughter would probably be about 12 years old now. Oh, she and She does currently live um, with her father now. Okay. Richard. 
So thankfully he was, you know, still in the picture. And, and he was a good, a good guy and, you know, it just didn't work out. Yeah. Um, and just to give you a peace of mind, Daniel Myers is now rotting behind bars at the Mansfield Correctional in Mansfield, Ohio. Can I like call him and invite him for like a sit down at the like at the like windows and just like give him the middle finger and like walk <laughs> the <out>. windows <laughs> at the windows where you have like the little <laughs> phone and be like, fuck you, Daniel. Fuck you. I'm going to drive all the way to fucking Mansfield, Ohio. <laughs> Just to flip this guy off and then walk out. No words. Just like middle this. fingers. Like this. <laughs> but isn't that... That... That case hurt. It was... Such a miscarriage of justice. It was... Could have been solved so quickly. He could have been behind bars way before. And they would have had way more evidence had they not waited so long. And just well, because this fucking piece of shit cop well exactly didn't like wanted to follow his own agenda and didn't give a shit about the evidence like and po- and drag these poor people through the mud that had nothing to do with it the whole thing is just a giant miscarriage of justice and good on the new sheriff and the new head detective thumbs up to you for kudos to you for being for being actual fucking police officers. To be what we assume all police to be. Exactly. What we need when we ask for help. When I call the police, when if, if God forbid I'm fucking murdered, I'm hoping that my family has people like that. I'm going to solve I'm gonna solve your murder faster than the police. No, I'd be like, they did it. <laughs> I know too much about true crime. They did it. <laughs> They're going to hate me. I'm not going to be murdered. They're going to be like, bitch, you keep inserting yourself into the case. Now we're looking at you. I'll be like, fine, look at me. Rule me out. Let's keep, let's keep going. I'll like, give you I my gotta, DNA. I will give you whatever you fucking need right now, but it wasn't me. That's my best friend. We can't. We got to do this. We're not going to stop. We're not going to stop. <laughs> and good on her sister for being like, this cop is not doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. I, we need, I mean, honestly, at that point, I would have hired a fucking PI. I would have too. At that point, I would have fucking hired a PI. And like not waited for this piece of shit. I would have been yep. like, if you're not going to use the hard-earned tax dollars that I pay your salary fucking with uh-huh. to do the right thing, I will pay more money to this person. Who's actually going to do the job I want them to do. Who's actually going to do the job that I asked them to do because they're being paid my money. Mm-hmm. Yep. What the fuck? He did not He did not serve enough time in jail. That no, that's and that's what drives me nuts because... I when Good I was, luck at McDonald's, you piece of shit. When I was watching the MTV uh, True Crime, or like, oh God, MTV True Life Crime. That's true a, Life Crime. That's a fucking mouthful. Oh, but they do the True Life other stuff. To, mm. They do a lot of True Life. They have a whole series that is True Life Crime. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I just like smacked my <laughs> She is like, so excited. She was like, bam. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That they, Because they used to do True Life stuff all the time. They I mean, do. I don't have MTV anymore, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, because when I was trying to find it, it was really freaking difficult because it's a newer spinoff of True uh, Life. Um, and I don't me. know if they even air that shit anymore because they used to air it all the time. I was going to say, I think it's streaming only, possibly. Shit. But I don't know. But um, Wow. But uh, what I was going to say was the fact that when I watched the, when I watched the MTV True Life Crime episode... 
he also sat down with Kiana and what he what she said was you know at this point I think the episode came out it was either last year or the year prior it's 2020 or 2021 she said it still affects her to this day which sucks even though she she's not a suspect anymore they literally caught the person they have like there's no doubt it was this man I would literally walk around with a fucking like I would change my article, fucking name. An article. I would change my motherfucking name. But that's the problem, though, is that, like, you, they can find all that shit. Because it's awful. She said she said it's hard to get jobs. Nobody will take her seriously. I'd be like, here's an article that says they found the actual person and it's not me. Like, how would you, like, every time you search your name. To uh, come came, up with that. Uh, came a bunch of articles about a young woman that was murdered. And you were supposedly a suspect. On, on honestly, I would uh, I would be upfront with it at that point and be like, "Hey, if you Google my name, you are going to find this." But they have arrested the man who did this, and I am not a suspect. I have, I have been cleared. I was gonna say the officer that tried to keep me as a suspect was arrested. Like, yeah, he was. Tr- I'd be like, "Here's the here's the number of the actual officer was- that's not a piece of shit <laughs> who can verify <laughs> that I am not a suspect." I I honestly would probably have an article about the officer with me, just like, in my wallet. It would be like with my resume or but, something. But I'd be like, "Listen, you're." Gonna even find. have to have that at all. Let's say it's another hoop that she shouldn't have to jump through. Nobody, especially sh- none, since she's been clear. None of those three people should have to deal with it. None no. of them. No, not at all. All uh, because Detective O'Connell was just gonna do whatever the fuck he felt like. It, it's like the worst detective work I have ever seen. He's just a piece of shit. So. And honestly, you know what? If you work at McDonald's, good for you. I love McDonald's, and I and I. I'm sorry if your boss. I'm is sorry O'Connell. if your if your boss is former Detective O'Connell. Good luck at McDonald's, you piece of shit. He is an ass. I hope that all of your employees revolt against you. Seriously, <laughs> I hope if, all of them do. If I knew who he was and what he'd done, I'd I'd be like, I'd be like, I'm not fucking listening to you again. I know. I'd be like, you want me to work for this guy? No. Like, Absolutely he made it all the not. way to fucking detective and just fucked up from the start. Like, to be in... You would be more of a hero cop if you actually, like, arrested the people that were actually the fucking, well, because like, perpetrators than if you, like, make shit up. I mean, can we talk about one thing that we haven't said yet? Is that what we don't realize is that when he was arrested... This opens all of his old cases. They can go look at all that shit now. They now have to go back and check to see if he had done the proper work. And it is possible that there have been cases over the last 19 fucking years that he has just mishandled, falsified evidence, coerced witnesses, fucked to beyond belief, and quote-unquote closed them and now everything he's done is questioned they cannot take any of those cases at face value at at all at all honestly i'd be like fine i'll redo them because i don't honestly i don't want to like i don't want to let this guy like fucking 
I, even be also, here. I just I like, can't even look into it. Like, I can't cause... even imagine how much work that created Ugh. for that police department, having to probably go back into every case he ever touched to make sure he was not fucking it up. What a piece of shit! Like but Heather did get her justice, and it was because of two hero cops who are not pieces of shit. No, they did a very good job. Who followed the actual evidence. Yep. And and procedure. And, and just fucking did their jobs. Got her got her what she deserved. Like and got it, that piece of shit in It jail. took them months. Yeah, because what are they supposed to do? They have to like go through all of this evidence again. Basically, what the only reason it didn't it wasn't even shorter of a time was the fact that they had to go through all of his bullshit. And eliminate the fucking five people, the three that shouldn't have even been suspects, and the two that he never looked into. They had to go and do all of his work for him because he never fucking did it. He never did the right thing. That sucks. And I just am so happy that Heather was given justice. That they managed to track this person down. That somebody actually took this case and handled it with care and yep. properly allowed Heather and her family to rest. Yep. Like, that's all I gotta say. It, uh, just to wrap up my fucking feelings here is I am glad to say that this case is solved and that... He is in jail. He's in jail forever. He will be in jail forever. <laughs> and this family can go to bed at night knowing that they have justice. Yep. God... Yeah, you're right. That did fuck me up. I was you're so mad. You're welcome. <laughs> major bummer in the corner. Yep. I honestly was thinking about that while I was typing my notes. I was like, ha, ha, ha major bummer standing behind me right now. Well, honestly, major <laughs> bummer is like, he's like sneaking in. He's like, ha, ha. But it's solved. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the only real major bummer is when it's never solved. And you don't oh, know I know. That really hurts. So. I say, if this case was never solved, that would have killed me. No, I know. Especially if you notice if, if there's been a, like a miscarriage of justice. Yeah. Because of the police. Those are the worst cases to report upon. It's like, well, here's all the reasons the police fucked up and then the case is never solved. So. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> and you're like, uh, those, are the, those are. Oh, what? Uh, <laughs> um, all right. And you're literally doing your research being like, what the Fuck. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Macy's very passionate. Now that we have expressed. Macy's very passionate. How we feel. Macy's very passionate. <laughs> <laughs> we are passionate for justice. I am. Justice. Justice. It's like Esmeralda in Hunchback when she goes, justice. Justice. My voice cracked. <laughs> I've never seen that movie probably. No, I haven't. Fuck you. Ha <laughs> ha. Sorry. <laughs> You should watch that movie. It's Probably. so good. It's the best Disney movie. I was going to say. And your boyfriend Disney. agrees with me. Esmeralda. It's on my list. Is it on Disney Plus? Yeah. Okay, let's make it happen. It's from, it's made in the 90s. Got so it. Definitely. Made. It has the most sophisticated music. Most time period authentic music. Ha! How do you not know this? I think the sad thing is I can't even picture it right Count now. Count Frollo, Hellfire, Darkfire. God, it makes me so sad you don't know this. Listen, Macy, 
you got to tell our listeners where they can find us. <laughs> okay. Now that I'm thoroughly disappointed by my references. Okay. <laughs> you can find us on Patreon. www.patreon slash Podcast. We have two tiers of Patrons. If you want to join join our pat- Patron glass. I can't fucking talk. Um, $2, $1. Um, cheap you, dates. We are cheap dates. We uh, give you exclusive content. It's kind of like a blog for us. We post all sorts of fun shit. You also get um, a Patreon exclusive episode every month. And if you join the $2 tier, you get a handwritten card from us with Buzz Killers stickers that you can only get from us. So there you go. Think Wait. about it. I'm sorry. Do you know Esmeralda now? I did a Google thing. I have to interrupt here because, wait, isn't Esmeralda from The Hunchback of Notre Dame? That's what I said. Well, you said the movie was Esmeralda. So I was like, wait, what? I was very confused. No, it's Hunchback of Notre Dame. See, I tried to watch that movie. I didn't like it. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? Okay, never. don't speak about this anymore. (laughs) That makes me so mad. Don't speak. Shh. Shh. <laughs> I'm just going to laugh when you talk about this stuff. You can also find us on social media. <laughs> on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Buzzkillers Podcast. At we Buzz are Killers on Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we are on Twitter at Buzzkillers Pod. If you can find us on YouTube at if you type in your handy dandy search bar us killers colon a true crime podcast thank you in advance for liking and subscribing you yeah. <laughs> yeah. and uh if we get to 100 subscribers we can have a custom url so it won't be so hard to find us so again thank you for liking and subscribing Woo. um we are also anywhere you like to listen but more specifically we are on apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, amazon music slash audible iHeartRadio, Pandora, and our host platypus, Podbean. You can also find us at www.buzzkillerspodcast.com. That is our official website where you can listen, learn a bit, a little bit about us, read about the wines we drink, um, and you can also send us a message if you would like, or you could email us at, if you just don't feel like going there, at buzzkillerspodcast at gmail.com. Send us your topics. Send us your case recommendations. Send us your listener tales. Send us corrections if you know more about something than us. Please be nice because we're noobs and sometimes we miss stuff. And we're always willing to go to an episode and make an addendum and add stuff. Yeah. We love you all and we're just like super grateful that you would even want to help us at all. So we appreciate that stuff. And again, a shout out to Zach for recommending this case. Thank you, Zach. Because you fucked my brain. You <laughs> fucked my brain. You <laughs> fucked Nicole's brain. You fucked mine. I didn't know shit. <laughs> Here I am. She's like, I know this case. You fucked my brain. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I went into this and I specifically told her I was not. No, we, she didn't tell me We anything. have this habit of like, we'll, we'll sprinkle like little details throughout the week. <laughs> we'll be like, oh my God, like this happened. But don't, that's not even half of it. Like, we get each other really hyped for the case. And this week, I was like, 
I, I can't shit. do it. I'm not going to fucking tell her anything because this case messed with me from front to back. So I was like, I am going to screw with her brain. But that's like the opposite for me. Like the Peter Porco case, like screwed with my brain and I was not going to let it screw with your brain. <laughs> and so I was like, this happens. <laughs> Just fucked up. <laughs> so anyway, guys. Yeah. Now that I'm sus- I'm sorry if I screamed in your ears about Hunchback of Notre Dame. That just makes me incensed. <laughs> um, but we love you so much. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for getting us to 11,000 downloads. I know. It's crazy. Over. We're like way over now. We're like 11.2K, which means like 11,200. Oh. <laughs> um, but we love that you listen. We love that you come back wanting more really seriously we just love you we just love you and we have such <laughs> a great time doing this and we hope it shows we have a, like this is like one of my the highlights of my week yes. is doing this and mm. um we'll be back at you next week with another listener's choice it's gonna be an interesting one ooh, ooh. a little zamake oh i know this one i forgot about it you know what it is i like, like obviously I was, we I, both my, know what all the listeners well, the listener say, recommending my my brain immediately went wait shit what's her case and then it went oh duh (laughs) (laughs) so it's it's definitely an interesting one it'll be super fun um definitely kind of off topic from what we've been talking about the last two cases so just keep that in mind this is a good one but it's gonna be a great one it's gonna be interesting um and a lot longer than i thought (laughs) Ooh, so bring it on snaps to me (laughs) (laughs) anyway guys we love you so much thanks for tuning in for part well Well, it's not part episode episode of listener's choice for 2020 (laughs) yay i'm glad you did that with me um (laughs) but we will catch you next week and that's that's that that's that okay we love you bye bye This episode is brought to you by BK Creations, LLC.